intellectually petty radio on your stereo Don't compare us to anything, this is a different scenario We break records while we pushing the culture forward Great music and big vibes right in that order Intellectually petty radio on the stereo Don't compare us to anything, this is a different scenario We break records while we pushing the culture forward Great music and big vibes right in that order You are now tuned into another episode of Intellectually Petty Radio, brought to you by M3S3 Clothing, Men Make Moves and Suckers Stand Still, and our newest sponsor, Photos by Vin. As you know, I only rock with legends, and today, we got the legends legend. This man, hold on, hold on, I gotta read from the paper to kind of go over the resume a little bit. This man has worked with Big Proof, BG, EA Sports, T-Mobile, Toyota, Toyota Scion, Koch Records, Jim Jones, Slim Thug, Paul Wall, Obi Trice, DJ Khaled, and more. Created business after business, currently with Epic Records. It is none other than the man himself, Big Health, in the building. How you doing, bro? Everything good. What's popping with you? I'm doing good, man. Life is good. I woke up this morning. That's all I can ask. Everything else is up to me. Yeah, for sure. Gotta, 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 uh, celebrate that you know oh absolutely man um how's life man how's your family family good um everything good bro like you know i I just uh take it one day at a time one week at a time and uh just excited about you know finishing the year strong okay um you want to start at the beginning or you want to start currently however you want to do it i'm with you all right uh okay so how long you been in the business In a business, uh, like realistically, like since 02, so like 20 years. Wow, 20 fucking years. That's a long ass time. And we were talking before we got on, we got on air about uh, second generation. Was that, was that the first group that you were with? Yeah. What exactly did you do in second generation? Uh... (laughs) I was trying to MC, but it, I mean, and, 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 and it really gave me like the behind the scenes of putting plays together and putting things together for the group. So it was really kind of like my launching pad into like what I would say, like my career now, because from doing that project, I was with my, like a lot of my best friends. And then, um, I want to say, like, you know, I got a call from my dude, D-Train, who was working at Interscope, and he liked what I was doing. And, you know, he offered me to pay me to do what I was doing for the group, for another group. So it was, you know, it was kind of like that transition. So you been, and what exactly, I'm not sure exactly what you do. I just know you've done a lot of shit for a gazillion people and Every person I watched the documentary, and to be quite honest, I was like, I knew you was that guy, but I didn't know you was that guy. Mm, I mean, I've been, uh, I want to say, like, just through different phases of this career, I've been a little bit of everything. So 
I've been a promotions person, street team person, lifestyle person. And then it went into getting people signed off the relationships that I built, developing artists, artist development. Um, And, you know, now, like, author, I don't want to forget about, I got two books that's out. Um, I got a movie on the way, so filmmaker, add that to the credentials and the credits. Uh, And... Um, you know, like an executive producer too. So I, I, I put together projects. I put together plays, plans, develop. You know, like now it's just like I want to say like after like T Grizzly and Megan and Stallion and all that kind of stuff. It just let me and Dream Doll and Four. And, you know what I'm saying? So it's just a little bit of everything. So I don't want to like put myself in a box. Okay. But you know, I can make big plays. That that is true. Um, one thing that stuck out, and I got like a shitload of questions. I, I wrote down. I even got a sheet of paper, which I never do. Um, one thing that stuck out for me from the documentary is something that Ray Junior said, and what he said was, "He helped me make better decisions." Yeah, that right there was when you say like a life coach. That's a game coach right there. Like that that kind of epitomized everything everybody said about you is that A, you 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 solid and you stay solid. You never changed up, no no matter where you at. And B, you help them be better people. When did you realize you had that gift? Um man, you know what? Like with the whole documentary, like I gotta keep it one thousand. I never was in a room when the people was getting interviewed. So when they came back and they, it was in the editing process and they was just like, everybody was saying the same thing. And I was like, Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? I guess that's me. You feel me? So, um, and like just in the Cleveland music scene, like to be a, a part of the growth of Machine Gun Kelly, be a part of the growth of Ray Jr., Q Money, YFL, Kelvin, Tybree, all of that good stuff, Aki, DJ Ryan Wolf. Like, just being a part of their growth, you know, that was special to me, for sure. And they, apparently, it's, it's special to them, too, because they don't, they don't seem to forget, which is unusual. A lot of people get to places and forget the steps. It's like they get to the next floor and forget that they, they even use the elevator. But, you know, like, so I think, like, the crazy part about it is that I could be with somebody at the beginning of their career, but I'm also a person that can walk into the office and uh, into the building and get the same type of love no matter what city I'm in, no matter if I'm in Kansas City with Sleazy World, or if I'm in Detroit with Vezo or T Grizzly or whoever it might be, back in the days it was Eminem, OB Proof, all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> but I could still go into the into the building and get busy too. You know, I, I interviewed Michael Eckstein, and at one point he was Proof's manager. And I'm from Detroit, born and raised. Uh-huh. And, and a lot of people, I try to I try to explain to people like the the value that proof added to hip hop in Detroit. 
proof was hip hop. Like like people think Eminem was the pinnacle of Detroit hip hop. From our standpoint, it's not even close. It was proof. For sure. What was he like? And he moved and he moved like he moved and his purpose was putting Detroit on the map. You feel me? So Mm -hmm. it's kinda like that that kind of rubbed off on me. Like, okay. You feel me? Like every city got a quarterback like that. Like the to to put the city on a map to unite people, bring people together, and that rubbed off on me when I you know as I'm moving around and moving, I'm like, I got to do this for my city. You know what I'm saying? I got to do this for some of the artists that's in, in my way. So as much as like proof did that for Detroit, like and I seen like Slava Village and I seen D12 and I seen a lot of people get careers and record deals and all that kind of stuff. I came back to the city and did the same thing. The sad part about it is that like the wave that Detroit has now Mm -hmm. was, was really supposed to be the wave that proof created back in the day. And it got cut short. Yeah, for sure. For sure. sure. Where were you when you found out that he was killed and how did that affect you? I was in Miami, bro. I was in Miami for Miami Music Week. And um, my boy Finch had hit me. Like, it was like, you know, I'm just getting in the crib. You know, Miami, you stay out to six in the morning. So I'm just getting in the crib. He hit me at like eight in the morning. Like, yo, you know, proof passed away. So I was just like, you know, I was crushed. I was crushed for sure. Because not a long, like, as long as we was working together, he provided like a, a open door. Feel me for me. Yeah. So my first tour I went on was D12 World Tour. No, Anger Management Tour. Then a D12 World Tour. And he just put me in a position where I can win. And like he's seen what I do, and he's like, "Yo, you can you can really do this at the next level." So he was, uh, you know. But yeah, it was it was crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, when you that attached to a person or a project, you gotta like you gotta re like you gotta rebuild yourself because you know like the game keep moving. So you know, and then I think like a lot of the artists had to find themselves too. So I had to I had to go back, reestablish myself, find my wave, and then like I think after that, that's when I started working at E1, and like my first big project was like Jim Jones. What? I've never been the biggest fan of Jim Jones, but he has reinvented himself and made himself so much a better MC. Mm-hmm. And then like, I, um, I, I, I got a chance to talk to Lenny Cook the other day. Um, and this brother was the number one basketball player in the country at one point. Yeah. And he said the only person in his life that had told him no during that, that his heyday was Jim Jones. <laughs> he was real though, bro. I, yeah. I, Jimmy was real. Like he would argue with cops. He would like, we was on the road. We was doing like crazy stuff. So, you know, it, I think it's like that New York bravado. Like he mm. just didn't accept people telling him stuff. You know what I'm saying? Just to, nah, you can't do that. Why can't I do it? Feel me? Yeah. Like, yeah. like, like, you know what I'm saying? 
So it was just that, but he was like one of the first big artists or first artists that like started from scratch, you know, that. So, so what's the relationship like now? Great. I was just telling this story the other day. Like I got hella stories, but um, one, I time got time, I, bro. I, one time I was like randomly in New York, just randomly in New York. So I was having like this crazy day. So Machine Gun Kelly had just finished up the uh, Till I Die remix with Bomb, Yo Gotti, French Montana. And then he had put, I was putting together this, this record, like a remix of the record. You know, it was like an unauthorized remix. So I put like Ray Cash, who's from Cleveland, and I was getting Bone, Thugs and Harmony to do like some verses and stuff. So okay. I was in New York. I was at this club. I'm with uh, DJ Juski, my dude, Shampoo, that's at Def Jam. And uh, I get this text like, yo, you in the city? Pull up on me. Come to the studio. So I'm like, all right, bet. So I go to the studio, me and my dude, Eldro, go to the studio. He played a remix from me. And I didn't know he included, like, the shit that I had, I was working on. So he included the verses and, and all that kind of stuff. So I was like, damn, okay, boom. I was like, I'm excited. I'm like, you know, and this is crazy because I didn't even think about, like, credits and none of that shit. I was just happy like it was a remix that I started. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so then I get another text. You know what I'm saying? I, po I, I posted a couple times. So I get another text um, from my guy and he tell me to come to Quad Studios. So I go to Quad Studios, infamous Quad Studios when Tupac got hit up. Yeah. So I go there. Boom. He in the studio with Post Malone. So as I'm going to the A room, I got to pass the B room. And the B room is uh, Mano, Jim Jones. So, and uh, damn, what's my other guy's name? He down with Dream Chasers. He's one of Meek's artists. Mm -hmm. So, <clears throat> I see Jimmy. I was like, what's poppin', Capo? What's up? And big hugs, big smiles. You know what I'm saying? We went, kicked it, talked to him, boom, boom. Then, in true half fashion, I go to to Post Malone's in his session. So I leave out of this session, and I'm like, Jim, like, why don't you come over here? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they know each other, so I introduce them to Post Malone. Okay. They get to working on some music and shit together. And I don't know if the song ever got finished, because it's like 5 in the morning by now. It's 5, 6 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, all right, I'm out. I got to catch this flight. So I left the studio. But I, I rock with Jim. So the whole Lobby Boys project helped promote that and all that good stuff. Yo, I, you seem like, I don't know if you're even involved with everybody I see you help out. Like, it, yeah. I just get the feeling that some people, you like, okay, this shit is dope. I'm, I'm going to add my little, my, my, I won't say my little two cents, but I'm going to I'm gonna help you out a little bit without you even asking. Is that, is that fair? Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. Like, uh, yeah, if I like, if I see somebody working hard, or if it's somebody that I know, then I'll be like, I might hit them up. Like I might not even be on a project, and I'll be like, look, I mean, put some stuff together for you or whatever. That's fucking dope. All right, so we're gonna go back a little bit. Okay. You helped launch the Ohio Hip Hop Awards. Yeah, for sure. Started that. 
and you end up leaving. What happened? My ego. I ain't afraid to say it now. Okay. My ego was crazy. Feel me? It was. I was out of control. I ain't gonna lie. What? You know what? That's some unusual shit, bro. Yeah. Like and and like I knew it's a problem because I stepped away. You feel me? I stepped away from something that I created. You feel me? So just to keep it in good standings and that it can go on. Go like back. if it was about, about it? like nah, it's going with me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I did. Why not go back? Um. Man, I'm just it's not go back, but that's like going like I'm gonna I'm gonna redo it. I'm gonna remix it to something. Okay, but please not go backwards. Let me know if there's anything I can do to be involved and assist in that fashion. For sure, for sure, for sure. As a fan, like I never I never attended, but I thought this shit was dope. And I I'm not even from Cleveland. I'm not from Ohio, but you would see all the names. You would like that shit was the Grammys for Ohio. For sure. For sure. And it, it made me feel good to do it, to, to start it, be a part of it. And at the time, bro, like I think I did it for like eight years. And shit, that's longer than any relationship that I had been in. You feel me? So <laughs> Damn. <laughs> You a busy man though. It's got to be tough on, on 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 having a relationship. Yeah, for sure. So like the, but you know, I I got a chance to make history with my friends, bro. And that was that that meant a lot. That is, and we still all in good standards to this day. So it's not like we don't talk, we don't break bread. Don't, you know what I'm saying? Like that's that mean a lot because could have been off right, so, another way. So every great executive has their list of misses. Um, like like uh Russell Simmons missed out on Madonna. Who'd you miss on? Would I miss on? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I missed. I ain't gonna lie. Shit been up. For twenty straight years. Oh, all right, so look, boom, I came in. 50 Cent Project. Started working with M, D12, OB Trice, right? Yeah. I helped usher in the whole Houston movement at the time. It was all new artists. So Lil Flip, Mike Jones, Paul Wall, Chameleonaire. That was a whole Texas way. Then I started working at E1. New artists right away. People hadn't heard of nationally. Jim Jones, DJ Khaled, DJ Unk. I worked on a couple Scarface projects. Then I felt that hunger to start stuff in my own. So I started creating my own Ohio Hip Hop Awards. Did that for eight years. Machine Gun Kelly. Ray Jr. I got the first female rap artist out of Cleveland signed to a major label. Lil okay. Cray. Who, who you talking about? Tybree. Okay, I thought I thought so. I just wanted to make sure. 
in the meantime, I had a part of Cardi, part of Dream Doll, part of Megan and Stallion, did Lil Baby's Fresh promo run, did um, had T Grizzly on his first promo run. TK Kravitz, who's gold platinum. YK Osiris, gold platinum. Bring it right back to this year. Shim, Sleazy World Gold, gold platinum. Why doesn't the why doesn't the world know you like they know Diddy? I mean, Diddy, I mean, you got it. That's another level, bro. Like, that's, that's another level. I Is mean, it? It's Diddy. And by the way, Machine Gun Kelly signed a Diddy. Feel me? So, part of those negotiations. Feel me? So, you just got to, I mean, I just pay attention to behind the scenes, guys. I never really was, I didn't want the spotlight. Okay, I got you. Hey. Like, I like being behind the scenes. I play number one if I have to, but being number two is cool to me too. Like that's that's an art right there too. And then you gotta realize who who am I behind the scenes doing these plays with? Brooklyn Johnny, Kevin Lyles. Like I've been to Russell House. Not a lot of people can say that. Jesus Christ, bro. I, I ain't even been to my neighbor's crib. Um, <laughs> dead ass. <laughs> Yo, um, the Big Hef show. Like, uh-huh. first off, like, like you guys just killing the game, man. And it's to the point where I like, like, if y'all don't, we, we in the same studio right now. I got the little studio. I got the corner office. And they got the big ass fucking, um, the main, the, the penthouse suite. I'm like, I got to change my day now. I've been doing the same day for seven years. And I'm like, I got to change my fucking day because they they just killing killing the game. What made you want to do, like, that that seems kind of number one-ish for you. What made you want to step out and be on the forefront of that? Um, You know what? Shout out to EP, uh, Errol. He was doing voice of radio. He just like, yo, I want you to come on here and talk music news like industry stuff. And I was mm-hmm. like, all right. So my schedule was crazy. So I couldn't do it all the time. So they would just rerun, rerun, rerun. So I started building a team. And it's, I mean, it's just, it's just a part, like, it's a part of me now. So, you know, um, but just having a, you know, I always like to create platforms. So I always want to have the artists that I'm working with on my platform. And like, you know what I'm saying? Just to have an outlet for them to to come be a part of, tell a story. And a lot of times people don't get a chance to tell a story. So that, that, that was it. You, you built a dope-ass team too, man. And they, they're actually cool people. Yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure. I like good energy around me at all times. So, and... Like, I think, like, you know, like, with the assessment of the, the pandemic, it let me, like, that was a part of, like, just being, like, a happy place. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Feel like, I'm yeah. getting a chance to develop, like, not even just saying, like, like everybody know the artists I work with, but 
can you build the next generation of a new talent on the other side, on the industry side? And then who going to be the next executives to come to? So I'm building that. Yeah, I see. I, you know, like, like, I don't say much, but I listen. Yeah. So, like, you know, I've had interns and stuff that rock with me, bro. They all went on to work at MTV. They went on to work at Universal. So I went on to work at Interscope. And, like, I'm still trying to make those plays. Man, you, you, you're not trying to make those plays, although that's a humble No, no, I ain't. Like, I don't want to say that. Right. Like, when I, when I took the job at Epic, one of my interns, she, she uh, graduated from TSU. She graduated from the same college that Megan graduated from. Boom. So I put her in at 300. Tyra, who's been with me for probably six, seven years now, she at Def Jam. You feel me? So, like, just being able to provide opportunity and my recommendation means something. You know what I'm saying? So it's been good. Yeah, bro. I'm going to have to bring my checkbook and pay you for a couple of plugs for interviews. (laughs) Right now, um, from Cleveland, I got DJ Johnny O in Mm -hmm. the can. I got Crazy Bone in the can. I got uh, 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 Big Duke in the can. Mm -hmm. I got uh, Yanni in the can. And you. Who am I missing on y'all level from Cleveland? Mm, Got to get Leonard Brooks. Got to get James McMillan. James McMillan, he a Shaker graduate, too. And he's the guy that, that called me. He was in Houston. He called me to sign Machine Gun Kelly. He also has, like, YB in the Mirror, YB in Corday, uh, Almighty J. He's a, you know, he's a good executive, too. So, okay. like, it's, it's, like, I would consider myself, like, part of the, that table, like, all right, me, LB, James right now in this generation, the, the guys that can make the plays from the city. So I ain't doing too bad for Cleveland there. No, no, for sure. Good. Yeah, I'm doing trash for Detroit, though, man. The only person I got this for, well, I got a couple people, but Bodie James is probably like the, the standout play I got from Detroit so far. Bodie, good people, too, bro. Like, I, I've seen him at a lot of festivals. I've seen him when he first started his career. You know? I need that T Grizzly joint, though. Yeah, and your man is killing shit right now. Yeah. And I love, like, I love T because he's smart and he's a business guy. So it was like at a point in time, like I know like last year, year before, like he became a gaming sensation. Bro. Yo, I like the nigga so is killing them with the gaming. So he'd be making like 25 bands off gaming a week. You know what I'm saying? 50 bands. I'm like, that's crazy. That is crazy. Like the the ability to make money nowadays is so much easier for this generation than you. Yeah, for sure. You just gotta find your your path, your way, and just apply it. You know what I'm saying? So, like I've been blessed to, and these new generations of artists, like sometimes they inspire me and make me go harder. So, when people are like, well, why you don't slow down? I'm like, man, you got to keep up and be ahead. If not, you're going to fall off. Will you ever retire? Retire? I don't even know what that is. I, I, you know what? It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, you think about it, bro, like being honest. 
You know somebody that's retired that's not working? Yeah. Who? My mother did before she passed away, which was really, like, she retired, went back to work, then retired, and she had to find other shit to fill the, that work gap for her. Uh, and my stepfather. Those are the only two people that I know that just hung it up. Yeah. So, I don't know too many people. Like, even if I'm seeing Kevin still go hard, Kevin Lyles go hard, if I'm seeing Sylvia Rome go hard, if I'm seeing, and these people that, to me, they, they, they've accomplished more than I have. Mm-hmm. And my goal is to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So, if I don't see them relax, what make me go? I don't want to do it. Okay, let me ask you this. You you got to vote for the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Your name gets put in the ballot next year. You vote for you off the last 20 years? Mm, you said who vote for me? No, I said, let's say you, uh, you, you know, you, let's say you're Peter, Peter Bob. And uh-huh. Peter Bob has a vote. And uh-huh. Nick Hef name come up next year for consideration into the hall. Do you vote? Does Peter Bob vote for you off the last twenty years? Not yet. Give me, give me, give me three more years for sure. And I'm gonna, and I'm gonna show people that every year, consistently over the last ten to fifteen years, I've at least broke two artists. And the names that's gonna be affiliated with my name are the greats. I mean, if you look at the list so far, bro. I think Peter Bob votes for you. I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a hard critic on myself. So, but I'm not saying I'm a slouch. But I'm, I'm gonna give my vote to Bone first because what they did for the city, and I have to throw in like no funny business. I have to throw in Kid Cudi for what he changed for the solo artists. I would honorable mention would be Ray Cash, of course. And I have to put Machine Gun Kelly in there. He's 12 years in the game, bro. Like, yeah, but I would absolutely put you, I, I would absolutely, respectfully, I would absolutely put you above uh, Ray and Machine Gun Kelly. I get you, I get you with Kid Cudi, and I get you. And matter of fact, Bone, are, are to you, are they still the best group ever? Yeah, for sure. I was just having this debate last night. I still talk shit. I'm like, they changed the culture, bro. Like bone, they, they changed hip hop more than maybe any other rapper outside of Rakim. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, I got them and Outkast depending on which day I wake up. Yeah, like for you, sure. I got. You, I, I I think Outkast definitely top five, but I'm gonna do Bone. I'm gonna do N.W.A. Then Wu Tang. Uh, I'm definitely putting Outkast above Wu Tang, and that's because I really hate New York. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but <clears throat> Wu Tang really for me has only got one classic album for me. Mm-hmm. Outkast has got three, at least. Yeah, for sure. Like, nah, the fact you know Outkast is legends, bro, legends. And then like. Um, when Big Boy came to the city and he signed Malk up next, that was like, that was a big moment too. Yeah, Big Boy is, he's top five underrated MCs ever. All right, so 
Gotta 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 go top five. We got since we talking hip hop, who you got? Top five. Dead or alive. Top five dead or alive? Yeah. Um <laughs> I always go with people how they inspire me. So Okay. Hove, of course. I'm gonna go Biggie. I'm gonna go Drake. Uh-huh. I agree with the Drake part too. And low key, Drake needs to be considered for the GOAT. And people hate when I say that. Yeah, I gotta go. M changed my life, so I gotta go M. And Machine Gun Kelly changed my life, so Kevs. That's an unusual one right there. You still, y'all still cool though? Yeah, I'm cool with everybody, bro. That's the craziest shit in the world is that I don't, I don't really do bad relationships. Like, you know, like some people like, oh, he got over on me. Fuck, nah, it ain't none of that. It's like when people say solid, that's what I am. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm solid on good terms when you're at the height of your career. And I'm also solid when you on your lowest level and niggas not fucking with you. Let me ask you this. What's the, what's the, um, the biggest common denominator with people you've seen fail? The, the biggest common denominator? Passion. Passion and then like on the success side, just being relentless and doing all the stuff so you don't leave no excuses on the table. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's the five AM flights and the seven AM flights and the eleven o'clock overnight flights and the like just to make sure you're on time for shit and making sure like everybody's experience with you. You know, it's a good experience. So as they talking about you, they're going to rebook you. Mm. They're going to call no you problem. for any opportunities that they might have. They don't call time to to be like their guy. So if I got a clothing brand and I, I got a hundred thousand dollars, and I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna give it to one of my people that I had a great experience with. That's a ple- that's pleasant to work with. Yeah, man, that's that's why I'm I'm I'm, I'm still broke. So you got like you just gotta <laughs> think about it and build it the way you know what I'm saying. So when people be like, man, how such and such skate past me and go straight to being a platinum artist, it's because like the thing like they're saying like with Megan, with T Grizzly, with with Sleazy World Go, all these people, bro, like they work ethic is relentless. Yeah, I feel you on that one. I think with me, especially like now, I've been doing it for a long time and I got such a resume doing the podcast shit. The rooms are starting to change as far as access to who I can talk to. Yeah. Um, and like that, 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 just right there, what you just said. Consistency. Yeah. I've been so doing it for a minute. If people know that they can rely on you, that you're going to be there on time doing your show weekly on six to eight. Da, da, da. I mean a lot. Like yeah. shit. You know? Yeah. Every artist probably gonna drop at least two two songs a year. But to know that you're the outlet that they can come to. I mean, Let me ask you this though. Not every artist that you I, I, and I don't want you to I'm not about to ask you to name names or anything. But there's gotta be people where you like, I don't think this person's talent level is equal to their effort. 
how do you like I, it's hard for me to not like your music and want to interview you you gotta one you gotta think like all right boom you might not think that they're talented but there's a fan base that actually does so it's not about you know like we like a lot of times i, I want to say people age out you know what i'm saying so they're not in touch with or they're not given an opportunity to the younger generation yeah so if i'm talking to the younger generation and i'm like oh, okay one, let me let me let me get into their space. Let me let me find out what kind of person it is. And let me walk let me walk around with this person so I can see how people react to them. Like that's the biggest thing I always look at. If I'm signing an artist or if I'm working with artists, let me let me see like what their vibe is. And you know, like it's a it's a fan bit. Like the like we're in a we're in a we're in a space now that shit, I can make something dumb on TikTok tomorrow and the shit go viral. And now I got 15, 20 million, 30 million people that don't look at my shit. And it's just for them, that 15 seconds, I got them. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. So yeah. you can't, like, you can't even judge the waves no more, like, because it's what the people want. People telling you what they want. They actually telling you, and then you can look at the analytics, and they they telling you what they listening to. Is analytics taking over talent now, though? Nah, I mean, there's some talented people out there that they work ethics up. Mm. They got a bad attitude because they think they too they above everybody else's talent. I've seen that. Like, how many times you you seen a, a person that was dope not try? Yeah, I've seen that. You know. And that's re- like, that'd be the realest shit, bro. Like, yeah, you dope, but you arrogant and you don't want to work. But yeah. I got this artist that might have a song that might be a seven, but it's work ethic a 10. And he a pleasure to work with. And he answered my phone calls. He answered my texts. He he turning around interviews. He fucking he going, he pulling up on me. He asking me how my day is so we can work together or what my time schedule. I'm I'm working with that nigga. I'm working with that chick. I feel you on that. And I want to throw out there that I am a leader in the female rap movement too. I just want to say that. Okay, since we on that, let me ask you this. I, I had this conversation with somebody recently. Um Actually, my guy, the playmaker from Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And I said, I don't believe that there's a female MC with a classic album. You said what? I don't think there's a female MC with a classic album. I think Little Kim may be the closest. Oh, you tell me, pr- prove me wrong. You got to listen. You got to listen. Man. She right behind me, right there. You really think Cardi B got a classic? I'm not talking about a couple classic songs, but she got an album. You can turn she on. Got a, she got an album, right though, that every song on it went platinum. Tell me what other person did that. Okay. It, uh, that means people like the music. That means people like her. Yeah. When I say so, classic, I I'm mean a, that a, you a, personally... Hey, 
can put. I might say, uh, and I'm not a like. I don't want to say the wrong thing because you know. <laughs> right, I understand. But <laughs> my my, I'm on IG live right now. They they saying you wrong, bro. So Lauren Hill can't can't forget that one. That's not a rap album, though. It is. You ask your people. Okay, I'm not giving y'all Lauren Hill. Wow. She sang seventy percent of that album. You're not getting. She she, she's a genius. Then, yes, like rap album. No, even on the opposite side of where I stand, that I I will probably put like the pink print. Okay, I would say Cardi first, Cardi first, Lauren second. Pink print third. Actually, I would, I would, uh, Lil Kim first album. Yeah, that was hard. Would be, would be for me the closest I could say to I'll put something on from a female artist. You, just, you might just not like female rap, bro. I don't know. I, I, no, I think female rappers have been more geared towards let's make you a hit song as opposed nah, to let's they, make you they, a they, complete album. I can't make you first project, even though. You know, like I said, I I'm, I'm standing with my own. Right. But and, and, I'm not friends. I, and, I don't know either one of them personally. And, and, and when it comes to say, bars, like people you don't even know. This, this is my, one of my business partners. So. Gotcha. <laughs> Understood. Shout out to Cardi B. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm rocking with my team. So. I'm not mad at that. I have no team. Yeah. How, so, however, I understand. Uh, I, I can't. Well, Megan got a lot of dope projects. She got like she got a lot of dope songs. But I'm gonna say Cardi's album first. I'm gonna say um, Cardi's album, Lauren Hill. Then I'm gonna say the Pink Print, and then the first Lil Kim project. Now I will say that that females have been unfairly boxed in ex- in extremely small boxes by the masses. Like if you're not talking a certain talk, people are not really fucking with you on a global scale. Yeah, I can believe that though. I can believe that's, that. That's like, unfair, but, and it, it, but it they, prevents they, them from they, really they move tapping into so the Like I've been with Megan as she started to grow and, and escalate, so I see. Crowds of 10,000, 15,000, 20,000 word for word in her stuff. Feel me? And as, yeah. as, so I think sometimes you got to put your, like I said, you got to put yourself in that space too. Like if you put yourself in that space, bro, like go see it, mm. then you'll, like, I think you'll feel a whole, like that narrative going to change for you. I tell you what, bro, when you, when, when, when your girl or whomever comes in town, man, put me in a space so I can change my narrative. Yeah, you know, I, I got you, and, but I do like uh, dance. Ciroc, I think is dope. Um, you like who? Ciroc, I think is that her name? I'm saying her name wrong. Ciroc, is it Ciroc? Hold on, since we all, I'm pretty I'm, sure I'm, it's Ciroc. Talking about drinks. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Um, 
Yeah, Sarak. I may be pronouncing her name wrong, but it's it's literally, you know, Sarak. She's dope. She was actually on at the BET Awards yesterday, if where, wherever it was the last, I think it was yesterday. But yeah, Sarak. And there's also a sister out of Flint. Um, man, I can't remember. Her name? I can't remember her name right now, but she's pretty dope. I'll put you up on her when, when I uh, when I remember her name. But I like the I like the quality. She I feel like they, they they tried to. Uh, it was for a minute. They was trying to give me like every female artist. Thing. That's do this possible. one. Do this one. Do this one. Do this one. I was like, nah, man. I don't try to box me in. So I had to start getting back on the males uh, on on the guys and and hanging with the guys to show that I can still do the you know. The, it's crazy. Who who who's next, in your opinion? Who's Rapping next? Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think, bro. Like, there's a couple people that I've been looking at, but I can't say nothing because I guess we trying to steal my artist. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well let, let me let me let me backtrack a little bit. Who's next that's already signed that just hasn't hit that that super wave yet? Uh you know what I'm I'm probably expecting a big year from Vezo to go national, you know. Um mm. even though he's been rapping for a minute. Um it's a lot of people. Uh, it's a lot of people. I don't wanna like I said, I don't want to drop no names because it's, it's, it go crazy right now. That's always the, all right. The top, the talent level, like I feel like it got to catch up right now because I think people didn't expect. I don't know if people expected this year to to really be open, open, but it has been, and. Now people are just starting to catch up and starting to move around and stuff again. So, put this in the way. Give me, give me, like, give you a minute. I can announce, you know, who that wave is on my side. All right. I got a couple names for you. Cat named Juan J. Uh, He's from Detroit, in Texas now. Not a big following, but just really, really, really dope. Uh, uh, party was it? Party at four? Or party at four? These mm-hmm. two dudes from uh from Milwaukee, uh, yeah. Guapo Chapo. No, uh, the last person you said he signed my boy. I helped do that deal. You helped do that deal. Okay, yeah, yeah. like yeah, like that cat. Like I, I, I think he's that that next. Yeah, it's party at four. Yeah. That dude is kind of like he, he's. I actually met him in 2019, 2020. I was in Milwaukee with YK Osiris celebrating New Year's, and that's how we met. Okay, all right, that's dope. Um, geez, how come Cleveland doesn't have a sound? Um, uh, real talk. Everybody moved like it was a wave. Like all the Cleveland people moved to LA, and that was our sound. You feel me? So yeah. when the producers, so Yanni Duke, uh, Tom JP, Rami, like five of the top producers moved to LA all within a year span, and that took our sound with it. You feel me? Mm. So now 
it's a new sound that's emerging. Boom. And so you got to say Philly Ferrari. And there's other couple beat makers. You know what I'm saying? That like Cleveland got a, a lot of producers, bro. Like a lot of national producers, 16 year old fucking, uh, the, the dude that make the, uh, he made Drake's joint too. It's a, a lot 16 of year old. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And then you got to look at, um, drum guy, drum guy. He like, 17, he might be 18 now, but young boy, he signed a, a Money Bag Yo. So he produced like the Money Bag Yo J. Cole record. He produced a lot of joints. And then I want to say like the biggest producer that probably nobody talks about is DJ Guerrero. He did all Amigos records. Really? I did not know. Oh my God, I did not know that, man. I, for me, man, I think when Chip the Ripper dipped, that like Chip the Ripper was a completely different animal for Cleveland, yeah. right? And sure. when he left, man, it just, it was like taking the liver away from the hip-hop in the city. Not necessarily the heart, but the liver is just as important down there. And man, like, his sound changed, and the Cleveland sound changed. But yo, yeah. I used to fuck with Chip the Ripper. Heavy. Like, that, that dude was... I used to sneak chip into the clubs and stuff to come rock with me and promote the song and stuff like that. He was like 16, 17 years old. I could get him to meet me outside the club and I said, meet me right on the corner of this. And he would meet me, him and Duke would meet me. And I would walk them into the club. I'm like, yo, they're in the with me, bro. Has anybody made it out of Cleveland that you didn't touch? On the rap side? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna have to say that's a hefty no. I don't, I don't, I don't remember Something like that. That's crazy, yo. And you've been rocking with uh, Nerve DJs for what a decade now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was uh, actually when I first started doing my uh, industry tour, my Streets Most Wanted tour. Like you know, Johnny O, a legend. So. I, he was doing a conference, and I it happened to be in, in Cleveland on the uh, on the day. So I was like, "Yo, let's sit down and talk," you know. And uh, yeah, it's been, we've been rocking. I think we started off like when I joined here, like two hundred DJs. Now it's like three thousand, five thousand, something like that. Yo, that's crazy. You know the crazy part, man, is like now I get the honor. Of, of joining the Zoom calls, mm-hmm. and like I work twelve-hour shifts, so some some like one two, two Tuesdays, I well one Tuesday a month I can't make it, but I'm sitting back like how the fuck do y'all get all these people on such a consistent basis of such a high quality? I would say, you know, I got a lot of great relationships, but like that. Yo, if you out there, man, you you need some, you need to tap into Nerve DJs, man. You know, yeah. Don't break your tracks and not your stacks. Yeah, for sure. So, and Johnny, I love that the industry recognizes it, and I love, like I said, I just love creating new platforms. So, uh, that part, like this, just being consistent, and people know where to come to when it's when it's that time. 
All right, so like, I'm looking at like the greats on there, like old school greats like LL Cool J and Buster Rhymes and those types, and then you know, to, to even like after seven and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or like new guys, like having like Cardi do her first conference call, having um, Nipsey do the call anytime he dropped the record, having French Montana, having Yo Gotti, DJ Khaled, all these people, like they, they've been on there. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times we like, like I get them first. Like if I, like if I hear somebody and I like it, then I'm like, all right, let's put this together. That's good. I I know you're a busy man. I ain't gonna take too much of your time. Uh, last one though. Capital structure. Yeah. What's next for capital structure? Um, expanding, bro. Like so, expanding. Like I'm doing. I got a movie called The Cap that's coming out in November. Got a soundtrack for that. I got a new Ryan Wolf project. I got a new Tybree project. I got an R&B singer named Alila Divine. And I got a, um, and you know, like on the management side, like I've been playing heavy, you know what I'm saying? So I got a roster that's underneath the management side, I got the film department that's moving. And then I got, you know, of course the artists. And then I just did a partner with, um, oh, that's crazy. Party, what up? Party just joined my life. What up, though? That, that- <laughs> Ears was ringing, huh? Yeah, 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 party. We were just talking about you, like Mike. I'm doing an interview, and my guy said you was one of the next up coming out of Milwaukee. He thought he was gonna name drop on me. He ain't know we got history. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to help a young brother out that I thought was dope. No, you know, no. uh, I'm not surprised that you got you got history with every fucking body, bro. That's why no, you, you know what? Like I be in this, like I be in the studio. I'm, I before I was not a big studio person, mm-hmm. but when I start going back into the studio, and then when I start, like I said, I go check out the vibes and how people how people moving and yeah. like what sounds is coming. You know what I'm saying? So like just being at the forefront of that, and like at, at the end of the day, like. If I like somebody, or if I if I mess with somebody, then you know, I want to say there's a good opportunity and chance that we get <laughs> together. Yo, oh, my bad. I know I said last one, but wh- where's the Big Half Podcast Network? I don't even think it is, bro. Like it's gonna start. Like it, w- it was something I was supposed to start, and I never got around to it because, like, literally, I sometimes wake up. And I come up with a crazy idea like doing a movie or starting a record label or something like that. And uh it'll it'll lose focus. So so but it's coming though. I just did a partnership with this new company called U forty two and they gonna start like doing my content. I just did a True Vision U forty two this is a lot of crazy stuff going on. Yo, yeah, man. I need to sit down, man, with you and 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 take some notes. And and how does if somebody wants your management team to be their management team, how they go about do, doing that? Or do you just be dope to them? Yeah. It ain't 
name though. It's the Godfather type shit, huh? Have you ever seen like the Black Godfather? Say it again. Have you ever seen the Black Godfather, like the Clarence Avon doc that's on Netflix? Ha- yeah, you you literally uh, remind me of him. So, uh, Chip was like, he reached out to me, he was like, "Yo, bro, like I just watched this documentary, and like if that's not you, I don't understand." You know what I'm saying? So, I thought that was big. You know, like when like a, a Kells or or a Chip or somebody or a Ray or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You know, I always that's dope. Yeah, like 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 if you have if you haven't tapped into that guy's story, please do. Like that's what made me actually phenomenal. okay. Like I was really not okay at first with my documentary. I was like, really? I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it at all. They they was asking me for like two years to do it, and I was like, nah, I'm cool. Nah, I'm cool. And then I was like. After I watched it, I was like, "All right." You almost have to, though, man. You can't. You I, and just just my two cents, but you can't aspire to greatness without people knowing you're great. Yeah, I just like I always wanted to just be behind the scenes and just make plays happen. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like I want to say, like, uh, and just just thinking about it. So. Like, just speaking on Chip, mm-hmm. like Chip MGK, one of the biggest things that they had happened to him was DJ EV. Okay. So, and I was the person that put them two together. So it was just like, and like, I was just like, Post was just here. Um, and I was like, man, you remember I was in LA and I had one over to producer's house uh, first. Uh, I had one over his house. He had invited me over his house in the hills. And I invited EV and Rami to come with me. Rami, he does a lot of production for Chip, a lot of production for Kid Cudi. And EV's just always been, you know, he's been my home, like good friend, you know. So, and I was the first guy to ever book him for DJing. You know what I'm saying? But we always kept a great relationship. So I invited him to with me to go check out this, this producer. <clears throat> so we in LA and um, you know, big big house, it's probably like 10 people there. There was this one kid that was sleeping on the floor, just sleeping, like knocked out, passed out. Boom. So they playing music and I, I'm looking on the board and I'm like, I see T.I.'s name up there. I see Meek, I see French Montana, I see all these credits that they got placements coming up so first wakes this kid up off of the floor this is like this is a funny story so he wakes this kid up the floor like yo man have here bro like if you ever want to play records this is your time to play the records because he gotta you know what I'm saying he can get them hurt so he wakes this kid off the floor kid wakes up he flips his hair back he got long hair flips his hair back the second song he played was White Iris. Mm. So that was my introduction to Post Malone. Wow. So, <laughs> sleeping so, on the floor, huh? Yeah, he was just sleeping on the floor, bro. Like, it was, it was crazy. He just passed out. Woke him up. Played a, a joint that was a bop. Then he played another joint that was White Iris. <laughs> 
So, man, he was just talking about that. He went to go see the show that was at First Energy Stadium. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was just like, yo, man, I was just telling my girlfriend about this story, bro. Like, it's crazy, you know? So we're just having, like, moments, like, of you meeting the next dope people, you know? Shout out to my dude, Chris. Like I said, my dude, Chris, is the one that entered. I was out there with him and Osiris, and he met Party. Mm-hmm. And, and he would kept sending me records on the kid, like, boom. And I was like, all right. And I was in Atlanta. I was at the studio. I just heard. Like, I'm like, okay, just fire, for sure. How, how's Epic treating you so far? Huh? How's Epic treating you so far? Great, bro. Like, you know, I never really wanted to go. Like, I move around so much that I never really wanted to go inside the building. Mm-hmm. And... You know, but I'm glad I took it. I challenged myself to do it. You know what I'm saying? And like Sylvia Rohn, she's a great person. She's still in tune, you know what I'm saying, with the young wave. And the the department that I'm in, like Tracy, she's dope. I've been learning from like a lot of legends, like people that I never thought I would probably talk to. I've been talking to them and just learning and asking questions and, you know, like, I want to, you know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, like I'm going for greatness. So I'm glad to be there. You next, bro. You, you're the next CEO of Sony Universal. Epic. I, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to happen though, for sure. No, oh, it's not, it's, it's not an if, bro. It's a win at this point. Yeah, like, yeah, I, uh, I got no doubt. Yeah. And if nobody has told you today, bro, I'm extremely proud of you. I appreciate that. Sure. Yo, yo, and, and, and hold on, man. I forgot, man. I run in my mouth. I know I gotta let you go. I know I'm gonna let you go, but let me get this commercial in because it's gonna kill me. I was supposed to do this shit 40 <laughs> minutes ago, man. I get to run in my fucking mouth, man. I'm sorry, but <laughs> give me one second, bro. Okay. Commercial time. Commercial, commercial break. break. Stop trusting your cousin with your footage. If you need greatness, contact greatness at photos by Vin at gmail.com or you can get a brother a call at 1-862-500-1532 it was popping alright my bad so why do you call it intellectually petty um I'm just a petty nigga and it just like I forget who I was talk, talking to uh and they said something I was like that's intellectually petty and it just kind of stuck. I stuck. used to I used to go by my skin is my sin, but it kind of put me in a box. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, I like I, I like I like the name. I got I got shirts and shit too, just in case anybody wants one. You know, just, just throwing it out there. I appreciate that. Get you a capital structure shirt, though. Huh? I gotta get you a capital structure shirt, bro. Bro, what? That? Yes, yes, yes. What? I, <laughs> I absolutely. I didn't I didn't realize how much shit you you just doing everything bro and like the bio i'm like reading this shit like i i gotta go buy the books books is like i did a um you know since 50 was like a a big part of my story we did like a a book on 50 and just how he monetized and how like his portfolio is crazy and a lot of people don't give him credit for that so not even just the new line cinema deal the vitamin water stuff but the stars 
play, the the liquor play, all of them. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's motivation. But you know, and I did. And the um, the other joint is like it's a um, how to mm-hmm. making it in the Midwest is my book, and it's just really a blueprint of how you can make it. You know what I'm saying? And like, so I always think about people and you come up with a system, you know what I'm saying? Just like being a part of so many different teams that were successful, you know? And like when you say like the common denominator between the success stories, it's all similar. So, you know, when somebody got it, like, all right, bro. Okay. Yeah. So my dude first born is in here too. He, uh, he was the, he was, he was the bully, but he was the negotiator. Feel me? <laughs> I always include him in everything, like shout outs and everything, because he was right along there with me. That whole D12 touring stuff and all that kind of stuff. But, so it was crazy. Yeah, man. That whole, man. And then, you know what? The crazy part about like just Detroit, like, it's so many, it's generations apart. But you still see some of the key guys from that that era still active. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. And, uh, I read an awesome Dre. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Yeah, say, yeah. To him, I literally sat next to this man and did not even know it was him. Oh wow! At, at, yeah, uh, Troy Muhammad um, is my guy. It's like the uh, student minister for the na- na- the mosque number one there, and they had through a rock him concert. Yeah, and, and it was like a really intimate type of concert. He had like a couple hundred people there. It was more kind of like a a networking event with Rakim performing. And I sat next to Awesome Dre for a fucking hour and did not know it was that man. I kicked myself. I'm still kicking myself. That's crazy. It was like one of the uh, first first Detroit artists I ever heard of. Oh my god, man! You do not like that was my teenage years right there, man. Awesome yeah. Dre, and then I, like just seeing like. T Grizzly and like Dope Boys Cash Out. Like I took them on their first promo run. We still got a relationship to this day. And um, so it's cool. Like it's yeah, really cool. still doing his thing too. Yeah, he actually in town today, so I'm gonna go, I'm gonna pull up on him. And that's like, you know, and that's one thing, like, you know, even when I'm not working or whatever, like I still pull up or ask them to pull up on me and like we link and yeah, keep the relationship going. You know what I'm saying? So it's I'm gonna start following you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like twenty cars back. <laughs> um, anybody, anything you want to say before we dip, man? Any any words of advice? I just got this in the mail from Adina Howard. <laughs> so I got like awards and stuff. It's like I got so That's so fucking dope. It's it's a room full like museum. Um. You see it to the future, all kind of stuff. But um, last thing I want to say, bro, is just you know, for anybody, just don't stop. Don't like I know it's cliche, but passion is gonna take you to the next level. People gonna see your passion, and that's what the, that's what's gonna make them want to work with you. You know, and just do it like you gotta have some kind of code, some kind of you know ethics. And the shit, because you know, moving reckless to get you killed. So you gotta pay attention to what's going on. So, like, uh, 
it, it hurt when um when PNB like PNB is real good friends with T Grizzly. So like uh, the whole tour, a lot of the tours, not even just one, but like the two or three times that we've been on tour, like PNB used to pull up, just ride like five or six cities with T, and uh, so to see that happen, bro, like, mm. that's crazy. And then like I was just at that that uh that Roscoe's with with Sleazy. And I was like, you know, let's move properly. Feel me? Like yeah. went out. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you did like And you can't tempt the sharks, man. You can't you can't jump into the ocean with sharks. Yeah. With with, with a plate of meat on you. Yeah. So it's just you know, so just move properly out here. Like it's a crazy world. Like man. You never know who watching, never know who, you know, one is inspiring, but on the other side, you know, like you saying, like you're in the jungle, bro. So gotta move properly. But man, for the next generation, man, tap in. I'm 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 here to work. I'm here to network with people. Um vibe and you know, sometimes to get in the door, I wanna say to a lot of people, like you gotta be an, an asset and be willing to help so people can actually see what kind of work you can do. So like when I was at Def Jam, that's what it really was. I'm like, let me show the industry what I could do on a national level. Yeah. And then once I got in the door, you know, like boom, I got my touring platform. I got my, my radio platform. I got my, and I would conclude all of that stuff and what I, you know what I'm saying? They would just always say like, we want you to be you, but underneath the iron umbrella and, you know, then at 300 and then at, um, and like the first time I ever met Kevin Lyles, I had put together like, it was the birth of a new nation. That was like after the Migos had left 300. So it was like Shy Glizzy, PNB Rock, uh, London on the track, uh, day day at the time and created a whole wave out of this. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. you gotta be an asset too. So can't just take from shit all the time. You gotta be an asset and help get back to it. So the last thing I wanna say, boom, is fucking um speaking and giving back, you know, toy drive, turkey giveaway, they all coming up. So it ain't just about and Christmas party coming up. So, no, definitely want to invite you out to that. Appreciate you having me. Sure. So, uh, you know, it's an honor just to see you, you from back in the days. Feel me? And, uh, you know, keep going. Make this shit a movie. Absolutely. Oh, and for the record, I got nothing to do with this nigga's business. I cannot help you. Don't inbox me. Don't send me <laughs> shit. Don't ask me shit. Just <laughs> I got a whole team to answer those type of questions. Right. I'm not part of the team. Would love to be, but I am not. So don't. Like I, <laughs> anyway, man, it has been an honor and a privilege, bro. It's been a long time coming. Like this has been one of my goals to keep it a buck with you. Um, so it's you know, it's a big deal for me. Um and joining Nerve DJs, you know, the platform was like a really that's a good look for me. So yeah, I'm actually sure. in the process of trying to do exactly what you just said. You know, like, oh, man. Oh, it's okay. That's not work. That's not work. And what is that doing today? Oh, that's, that's, that's crazy.
damn. Nah, just keep no, nah, no. Nah, that was my that's my bad. But uh, ah man, I appreciate you for being a part of the Nerve DJ family. I got to keep going with the podcast, make the interviews get bigger, 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 Absolutely. and you know, let's let's go, let's go. No doubt, man. I'm I'm there if you need me, man. Appreciate you, bro. Have a good one. You too. All right, peace. Peace. Yo, and that was um when I say, and I forgot. I, I'm so excited. I forgot to turn my other light on. That's why my shit looks like a. Like, like. <laughs> however, man, um, shout out to Big Hef. Like that, like if you, if you don't know, do your research, man. Oh, and check out the Big Hef Experience. Go to YouTube and type in Big Hef Experience, and then you will understand um, why I'm excited. Like you, you, you're not going to to get through the Midwest without him knowing about you, and or touching your project in some shape, fashion, or form. On that note, man, don't forget to subscribe, comment, and like the channel. Um, tell a friend to tell a friend. This is the best podcast that you haven't heard about just yet. Intellectually Petty Radio, brought to you by Photos by Vin, our newest sponsor, and M3S3 Clothing. Um, shout out to you. Peace. Have a good one. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.